0: So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is
1: Janie Ratzloff.
0: Dr. Paul Brownbeck says, the use of psychology should be restricted to the periphery of the disciplining process. Because the core is the rightful domain of God's word. Psychology can provide insights and specifics regarding human behavior by describing the syndrome of the symptoms of emotional and behavioral problems related to what is called a disorder,
1: not sin of fallen man. Well, Sharon, uh, psychology is a study of man from a human perspective, and it has certain philosophies, which are ways of thinking, that they want to apply their trade in psychiatry. Okay. So we've got a study of man with certain thinkings that they want to use, and there is a means by which they use them, and that's through psychiatrists. So... Psychiatry isn't really anything
0: that is scripturally based. But I hear about Christian psych- Christian psychology. So how does that work? When we talk about Christian psychology, it's really kind of a oxymoron, isn't it?
1: Well, it is, except there is a facet that we can glean from. Christian psychiatry would be to take the wiles of the enemy that we see being used in man's issues and problems that they can't resolve, an anxiety disorder or needing uh, anger management or something of that trait, and we can decipher the wiles of the enemy that are used in our human personality.
0: Okay, so psychology can provide insights and specify human behavior, which is how Dr. Brownbeck says we
1: can use psychology for our Christian walk. That's right. In other words, it can tell us what we're doing wrong. It just can't tell us how to fix it.
0: Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, got if you it. put it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so
1: then we go back to the bible and there are there are christian psychiatrists and psychologists that do give us insights into, like, these defense mechanisms. Okay. Like, when I read the Scriptures, I don't see someplace in Jeremiah uh, where I, it says, now here's a defense mechanism that, that these people employed against Jeremiah. No, I have to go to the principles of Scripture. But a Christian psychiatrist can help point out to us some of the wiles that uh, we have been deceived by. So defense mechanisms are the ways that people react to
0: frustration and conflict by deceiving themselves about their real desire and goals.
1: And yes, and some of the reasons that they do this uh, is that they, we, uh, we can put ourselves in this, Sharon. Oh, yes. We need to reduce emotional conflict and anxiety. Okay. We don't like to live that way, so we find some way to either hide behind it, bury it, deny it, and then using self-defense uh, mechanisms, it can <laughs> it can keep us from being drama queens. <laughs> oh, is that where that comes from? <laughs> All right. <laughs> and and I'm not saying that the. Uh, Uh, Male species can also produce drama. Well, I have a drama king that lives in this house. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He takes instruction from his sister, who is the drama queen. (laughs) Well, I will say something about drama queens. They tend to use a lot of energy, and the person who is in their presence has to give a lot of energy to be with a drama queen okay and sometimes when a husband may retreat from his wife it's not that he doesn't love her it's not that he doesn't appreciate her he just can't handle all the drama all the energy and so (laughs) ladies be swift to hear your hubby and slow to speak And when you do speak, make sure that it's from a heart of love evidenced by the fruit of the Spirit, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, of which there is nothing against that. But when you just react with some big explosive drama, it does bring more tension instead of relieving. Right. So, and then we also use defense mechanisms, Sharon, because we have been so disappointed, we've been so discouraged, and we find some defense mechanism to soften the blows of rejection.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And okay. that is sometimes just a kind word from someone else will right. help with that, right. rather than going into a blame game mode. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. And then sometimes our esteem that we have been taught about has to be self-esteem. Oh, yes, yes. And that is a word that much of Christianity. I think that's all you're ever taught is self-esteem. And, and we're taught it as much almost in the church as what we are in the mm-hmm. world. And my esteem must come from my identity of whom I really am and i'm a child of god i am a princess of the king but until we know that position in christ until we know
0: the cross until we know who we are that we are in christ and we stand in that identity then
1: esteem is all just self And it's worthless. And Mm -hmm. that's why we seem to just run around in circles and relationships come Mm -hmm. and go. If a relationship is founded on Jesus Christ, then we can find identity with one another, even if we don't particularly like the way one another is functioning we can realize where they or we have become entrapped. And then instead of criticizing and murmuring and complaining about one another, we can be in prayer not to tell the Lord what's wrong with each other. He already knows. Mm-hmm. But we can go back and say, Lord, how can I be a tool of drawing us together, not pulling us apart?
0: Right. OK, so you're you telling me that we use psychology. To observe the behavior and visible problems of individuals, and the defense mechanisms that we use are really the wiles of the devil that that we allow ourselves to use in protecting
1: self. Uh, that is a really good recap of our discussion, Sharon. You quoted Dr. Paul Brownbeck earlier about the dilemma of psychology in today's world and he has given us such a vivid outline in his most recent book entitled licensing selfishness and in this book he clarifies that the current trend and expansion of our selfishness is our acceptance of modern-day psychology that is destroying love for God and others. Hmm. And when we do this, it happens that we create chaos, pain, confusion, and suffering in our selfishness.
0: Is he saying that we create that for ourselves? In our selfishness, we're already creating chaos and conflict within ourselves and in the lives of others.
1: That is absolutely on target, Sharon, because selfishness can only do one thing be selfish. Okay. And so now we are seeing in our current lifestyle the fruit of our own selfishness, which is really a perversion of us wanting love but not wanting to give love and that will create chaos Mm, yeah okay so where can we get his book wherever books are sold we can get his books at popular bookstores okay
0: so when we talk about christian psychology it's really kind of a marrying of the two worldviews together so really a lot of us have taken on belief systems that we didn't realize possibly even where they came from. I mean, if we're talking way back in the 50s, this was before I was even born. So a lot of people have grown up with these ideas and these ideologies and taking them from culture and putting them in our Christian life. And so we've mixed our worldviews. And by doing that, knowingly or unknowingly, we've decided that the Word of God isn't sufficient. It's not enough for our lives. And the Bible is not a manual for the science, mathematics, or economics. It is about a relationship with God and man. It is sufficient for helping people with behavioral, emotional, and
1: rational Problems. Well, Sharon, and may I just direct us to where the Word of God actually says that for anybody that wants to verify our conversation today. And if you go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, it says, "...as His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him..." who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That's right, Janie.
0: The ultimate authority must be God's Word. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. With resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org That's S H A. R I N